the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffled Podcast, Episode 77. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hey. (laughs) Good morning. Oh, good morning. How are you, my friend? It's going to be a fun episode, isn't it? It totally is going to be a fun episode. I am super, super excited. Well, I am good this morning. So we are recording this after being home for a few days after the She Recovers event in LA. And oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I I woke up this morning early and I was like, I think real life is starting to hit me now, you know, because there's all these things to do. But it was like, I was in this pink cloud, She Recovers bubble, you know, we were just in it. And now I'm kind of coming down off of that, but it was, I'm like smiling. I'm going to be smiling through this whole episode. I agree. I don't know about you, but my brain has been cranking. Although every night I have slept like I was dead, like a corpse. Um, I've slept so hard and actually I can't wait for Saturdays. So I don't even have to set an alarm and I can actually sleep in. I'm a girl that needs her sleep. And there was about there were several days leading up to the she recovers and then of course the actual event um there i, I just i just didn't sleep for for many days <laughs> yeah and we should tell our listeners that we slept in bed together we did uh-huh. <laughs> and so yeah my lack of sleep i will say had nothing to do with sharing a bed with Tammy. That, <laughs> it was just the, the fact that we were only in that bed for about five hours. I know. It was never, it's like we couldn't, there's too much to do, Sandra. There was just way too much to do. There was so much to do beforehand, right? And as women, you know, we're doing 9,000 things anyway in life, but to do them before you're heading out of town for five days and leaving your family and children, like I know every woman there had shit to do before she had to go. So just getting yeah. there was a feat. <laughs> and, I, and I was just excited. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. And when I'm excited, I don't, I just don't sleep very well. Um, and then the excitement just didn't stop. But then, yes, when I got home, like Monday, that Monday night, I just, I slept so hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got home around five and I took a nap a really hard nap. And then I went to bed at like 730. So I mean, I really, I really went to bed about five is what it feels like. Because I was so t- took a nap and ate and then went back to bed at 730. But, right. Uh, yeah. But that's because we had to do all the things and have all the fun. And I'm sorry if anybody's listening that just had, you know, they were bummed out, they didn't get to go. Um, and they saw everything and it made them sad. But I'm going to gush here about how awesome it was. And I'm not going to feel bad about it. <laughs> Yeah, we are. We are going to have to gush. And just so, and for those listeners too, you know, I didn't get to go to New York and I definitely had the FOMO experience 
for sure. Although I have to say too that I I got some energy off of off of just what I witnessed online and mm. through Instagram and stuff. I really did. Yeah. So we hope that you can just feel uh, the excitement. I hope it I hope it just um, excites you guys uh, for more in person yes. activity. Yes. So so that I think that I mean, there's a lot to cover here. We have some questions that we're going to do about the actual conference. But up front here, I mean, the fact connecting with other women in recovery, in real life, there's nothing like it. Exactly. So that's, that's it, the theme. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be at the She Recovers conference. No, it doesn't lovely. have to be a fancy. Uh, yeah, conference. I mean, I say fancy, the hotel was very fancy. Um, yeah. Well, let's tell the listeners who don't know yes. about this. It was at the Beverly Hilton in Beverly Hills, um, and it was the She Recovers LA conference put on by Don Nickel and her daughter Taryn Strong, along with um, Peyton Kennedy. Dara, did you get Dara's last name? I'm drawing a blank um, on Dara's last name right now. I'm sure I could figure it out really quickly, um, but but um they the four of them put on this tremendous um 3-day conference. Now, I'm going to give a little backup here that when Natalie and I went to New York and you didn't get to join us, but you did get to watch it all online. Um we decided after that trip that you needed we needed a cushion because it was so much so emotional um you know like interaction with people and um that we needed to go a day early and stay a day after. And fly out a day later. So that worked out really well to have that time by the pool and to meet people and kind of softly enter. Would would you, How do you feel about that? Do you think that was a good call? Um, you know, I didn't have anything to compare it to, but I tell you, it was nice getting there the night before and not feeling like I needed to rush down to the event because um, the conference itself was just you know, mind blowing, you know, all of the events and the speakers and all of that. But the times in between to, to lounge by the pool, to see people lick them in the eye, see women lick them in the eye, give them hugs, chat, connect, meet, all of that stuff was, um, just as grand. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, Someone said that that pool is where Angelina Jolie jumped in after her Golden Globes win with her gown right. and stuff. Uh-huh, I mean, it's uh-huh. like a legendary place. Um, and it felt so beautiful and special. And um, you and I got to hang out at the pool and um, chat with uh, friends from Instagram, friends from the show. Like, that was just so nice. So uh, nice. I'm just still just like dreaming about it. Like, it was... Uh, Almost like it was a dream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of other events that we did besides She Recovers. A lot. A few. <laughs> um, that a are lot. Kind, that are kind a of... Few. It felt like a lot. <laughs> right? <laughs> we we crammed in a lot. We crammed in <laughs> we a lot. We sure did. <laughs> we had the... Um, sh- should we share about the night before the event? Oh, I, well, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think we should. I think we should. Um one of our guests and good friends, uh, Lara Frazier, invited us because she got invited to a dinner with Anna David. So it was like kind of a group of 10 to 12 women, would you say? 14? I don't know. It was like a long I, table. I think there were about 12, yeah. Yeah. And um, 
we're having this beautiful dinner, and there, Liv Pinelli, who's been on the show, is there. And uh, we just were talking and having our dinner. And then do you want to tell what happened? Because our backs were to who walked in. Right. So um, we hear a voice and everyone sort of dramatically turns around at the same time. And this person says, uh, are there any men invited to this party? (laughs) (laughs) And it was Tommy Rosa. I know. It was so cool to see him. And he was so gracious and nice to all of us. Yes. Yes. What? Yeah. Very kind, generous, sweet soul. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And so when I saw him and everybody was really excited, you know, and everybody was going over his table and sitting for a minute and chatting. And I I don't know, when I see celebrities, I pretty much don't want to go anywhere near them. But as <laughs> I was sitting there and I, I told Sandra, um, I was like, if Rich Roll walks in here, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> she just laughed. I'm like, no, I'm serious. Like anything could happen. It felt like anything could happen in Hollywood, right? We were in Hollywood having dinner at this little restaurant. And, um, but I went to the bathroom and then I was, I was like, should I stop and say something? And I was like, I don't know. I feel dumb. You know, like everybody's talking to him. I don't want to bug him. Uh, but he was so gracious and so nice. And so I popped by and I, I told him um, that I really appreciated his Recovery 2.0 series. And especially the interview that he did with Gabby Bernstein about the 12 steps. And I told him how it made it seem really accessible. I like how they broke it down. And um, anyhow, so I ended up giving him my card. And um, then he asked, um, you know, if he could come on the show. Right. And so we just told him, you know, Tommy, we'll have to get back with you on that because I mean, <laughs> we got a list. We got we to think. Of, yeah. Yeah. We've got a list of people that are dying to be on the show and um, we just really need to take a look at your platform. Yeah. Our people will get in touch with your people is basically <laughs> what's happening. <laughs> no, I was like, yes, of course. <laughs> um, yeah. Tommy, I don't have a good poker you can face. come on our show. <laughs> Um, but here's the thing. It's kind of like with Macklemore. It was like, um, he was going to get in touch with me. So we'll see if that happens, but I'm going to follow up with an email, but anyhow, but he was like, oh, you know, but he's promoting something and I'm sure, you know, he, he, he loved all the ladies there that night and he just seemed really uh, sincere, I guess. We're going to really try to make this happen, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, We're going to not drop. Well, we didn't drop the ball. Macklemore's people, uh, the PR people, we just couldn't get through the door. So we could try that again, too. Yes, and we ha- we made another connection this weekend, so we will be trying that again. Yes, and this one feels more um, like it's going to happen, right? I mean, I'm, does. I'm really excited yeah. about that. So we won't yeah. spill the beans on all of that, but because that's in the works. Yeah. Um, and then um, on the book to bookend the weekend, we ended the weekend. I mean, we're going to go over the conference, but we bookended the weekend with um, going to the Sober Glow Maya's book club that she has. Mm-hmm. So we got to see her. You got to meet her for the first time. Right. Maya has gone totally gray. And so her and I kind of share that sisterhood. <laughs> and she invited us to um, Christy Coulter's book club at her house. Or yeah. at her friend's house, Gwen. Um, oh, I need to look up Gwen's. I am not prepared, Sandra. <laughs> I think it's Gwen Coach is what I think it is on Instagram. I'll look it up. But can you tell a little bit about the book club and kind of what? what oh, it- yeah. So um, uh, it was just a very um, informal book club. Christy, uh, it was in Gwen's lovely um, garage that was all outfitted with um, 
rugs and pillows. It was real comfy. And Chrissy read one of her essays um, from her book, uh, Nothing Good Can Come From This. And then there was like a, re- a really sort of informal Q&A. It was so fun, yeah. right? Just laid back, easy. It was at Gwen Coach. It was mm-hmm. at her house, her lady den or whatever she calls it. Um, and it was so just mellow. And, you know, we totally needed that mellow after the weekend. I thought that was perfectly yeah. timed. But the great thing, which is kind of funny, um, our friend Stephanie um, picked us up from the hotel and was going to deliver us there. And as I'm walking to her car, I see Christy Coulter waiting for an Uber. And I'm like, Christy, girl, you need a ride <laughs> to your event. <laughs> She's like, my Uber says he's not too far away. I'm like, well, we're leaving. If you want us to take you, you know, to your book signing. She's like, yes, yes, please. <laughs> so we got to yep. deliver her over there. And then even after the event, hanging out with Stephanie and going to dinner and just laughing. I mean, Sandra, I have not laughed that hard. I know. Since maybe the last time we were all together, me, you and Natalie. <laughs> I know. I mean, there were many tears shed yeah, both kinds. But I think I shed more tears from laughing. <laughs> totally. <laughs> than anything. Can I just I mean, I want to gush about Natalie just a little bit. She's the yes. best, right? Yes. I mean, she is just her energy and her love and people love her. Yep. Do you see yes. that? It's like she's a magnet. She is. Yes. She is effervescent. Yes. And she is a good networker. Oh, yeah. And she is just so warm and glowing. Yeah. And a good conversationalist. She just makes everybody feel. Uh, wanted yeah and loved yeah and we got to room with her which was the best and I can't even tell you all the things no <laughs> all the insight jokes tell you all, all the, the things silliness because <laughs> some of them you just had to be there and then oh, some of them are just yeah. downright inappropriate <laughs> yes <laughs> totally we had a tea we had a tea and chocolate party in our room kind of a little gathering um, not a party a gathering we asked a few people to come up if you weren't invited it's just because you weren't in the proximity of us because we were just like let's go up to our room and have tea and chocolate yes there was no official yeah. invitation <laughs> wasn't that organized um and it was great and it was great and we got to connect even more with ladies and and um that we'd met online and that we've you know that we are that we know in real life that came to the event too like Gloria and Jen and um it was just um and, and Mickey Romo so ladies that have been on the show like we got to to hang out and have and have um you know real conversations with them too right so that connection i guess that like we said that that connection with other women in recovery in real life was just gold just really beautiful yeah yeah. Oh. So what was your favorite part? My favorite part. Um oh, well, silent disco. Yes. I mean, duh. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I have I have um I have something to say about the silent disco. Yes. Um, so and I know you have much to say, I'm sure too. Um we recorded a little bit of the silent disco and put it up for our patrons on our Patreon account. So if you're listening, you're like, what the hell are they talking about? Um, you can see it a little bit live in action. It's short. It's not too long. Um, 
but we wanted to give little perks to our Patreon um, patrons. Um, and so we've uploaded some videos from the weekend, which I, we got great feedback from, and I think people enjoyed it. But Silent Disco, I was not super game for. I signed up for it, and I was like, what is a Silent Disco? And even though I signed up for it, I wasn't really sure if I was going to do it. But when we got down there on Saturday night after the gala, after a big gala event, we're all dressed up, looking beautiful, which, hello, we're going to talk about you in a minute. Um, <laughs> uh, everyone has handed out headphones, and there's different light colors that go across the top of the headphones. And depending on what color light is there, is you know the other person is listening to the same song. Right. And to the bystander, it looks ridiculous, actually, because right. because people are putting these headphones on and dancing, and you're not hearing what they're dancing to, and they're singing, you know, <laughs> singing the lyrics. And when you are on the outside watching that, you're kind of like, what is happening? <laughs> um but I had to go change out of my dress because it was too tight, and I had to go put on something else so that I could dance. I didn't want to, but as soon as I put the headphones on and heard the great music that was DJed by our friend Annie, um, Annie McCullough, and it was amazing. It was you like, couldn't not so fun. dance. You couldn't not do it. It was incredible, right? right. And yeah. I I burst into tears on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> because I was, I'm going to do it again. I was so happy. I know. Like, I was like, so I have to, oh, I have to go. tell. Yes. Okay. While you, while you collect yourself <laughs> for a minute, I have to tell this one story that I hope, hope will translate. So we, I mean, everybody had like the most ridiculous grin on their face. Yes. <laughs> and Natalie, you know, when you have on headphones, sometimes you talk really loud. And Natalie just looks at, looks at me and said, I'm so fucking happy. As loud as she possibly can say. Oh, my God. Everybody was smiling. And I, I, I couldn't find the word that night. But it was like what I would imagine euphoria. Like yes. that, that word, it was like euphoric. It was contagious. It yes. was palpable. You could feel the happiness, the energy, the beauty of being sober and dancing your ass off. Like I only used to dance drunk, you know, <laughs> this was, um, I danced a little bit in Texas when we went to the, the country bar and then I danced a little bit at Natalie's wedding. Nothing like this. Night well, and, day and and I bet there were many women who never, you know, who haven't danced sober. I bet there were many women where that was their first uh, sober dancing, yeah, experience. Well, when I went when I went to go change, you know, because I danced for a little bit with it, but when I went to go change, and I took my headphones off and I came back, <clears throat> and I looked at the sea of women dancing and singing i mean when they sang freedom from george michael how cool uh -huh. was that it was like everyone was singing the song and so i was watching and a little bit stunned by it all too because i was like oh my god this is so this is like nothing i'd ever experienced i thought it was like this beautiful metaphor for like living sober like like we were in our own world you know and we were dancing to the beat of our own drum 
And the onlookers, they looked confused by us, to be quite honest. (laughs) There was men up in their hotel rooms watching from the windows, like, what is going on down there? And And they're on the outside, is what it felt like. And for the first time, it felt like it was reversed for me. It felt like we were finally, we found each other. And it just said, when, when you're looking at the other person and you want to get on their same frequency, like Sandra had red, you know, lights flashing from her headphones. So I got on red so I could get on her frequency so I could dance and know what she was listening to. That totally felt like what it's like to be in recovery. You're right. trying to find your people to be on the same frequency with. And I can't stop crying about it <laughs> because it's so beautiful. It was like the happiest I've ever been. I think in my whole life, it was it. I, I I agree. I agree. It was hands down one of the funnest things I've ever done in my whole life. Oh yeah, it was. It amazing. was so fun. And I and I love to dance, so I, I wasn't um, apprehensive about that. But I didn't know how it would work. Like we, how can we all not dance to the same song? That's weird. But it's so. <laughs> It so worked. It so worked. And we can we talk about Jill for a second? I oh. don't want to out her last name. No, let's talk about her because I... Let's talk about her friend Jill for a minute. Oh, I love okay, her. This woman is elegant. So elegant. Yes. Um, she is a woman who wears pearls. Mm-hmm. Probably on a regular basis. I don't know yeah. if she was wearing pearls at the party, but... She's a woman who wouldn't look out of place in pearls normally, Um she is, she is a beautiful, elegant woman, but mm-hmm. that woman, <laughs> make no mistake. <laughs> she can throw down the dirty wrap. She can throw down <laughs> some wrap. <laughs> All wrap. Yeah. And dance and still look really elegant and beautiful. And then all of a sudden, it just, it was a surprise. She was like, she oh, was like was the surprise so- of the night. It, it was so, it was such a surprise. We were all just amazed and whatever channel Jill was on if she found the rap song we were all going there okay Jill found another rap song (laughs) let's do another 90s rap song here we go (laughs) here's Tone Loke and here is Jill yeah no and she got like I hadn't been over in your circle I'd been somewhere else I came in and you're like you need to get on this channel she's on (laughs) like okay I'll do whatever you say Sandra and then I was like yes but when her and Natalie had like a little rap off like <laughs> oh, uh, I wonder how annoying this is going to be to everybody. <laughs> like, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry, people. But if you want to see a tidbit of it, you can see a little video of it because it's, it, it, yeah. And um, I don't know what part we can share. So maybe this is the time to share, Sandra, real quick. Um, can we talk about your freaking awesome dress? Oh, my dress. That I you know, were sporting at that disco <laughs> and at the gala. <laughs> You were the belle of the ball. You were the best dressed one there. Well, you know, I didn't set out to be the best dressed (laughs) person at the gala gala, Mm -hmm. but uh, I I did feel pretty special in that dress. And let me just say that that dress... um, Describe it for our listeners. There's not a lot of backstory really to the dress, except that I was um, thrift store shopping like I do with my mom about a year ago at, in this tiny little town, like not in Austin. So, you know, the thrifting is always better when you go to like a small town. Mm-hmm. And Fact. it was a, 
a Betsy Johnson dress. So it's a ridiculous dress. It it's, looks like a cupcake is the best way I can describe it. Mm-hmm. It's got a strapless. It has a pink bodice. And then it just explodes into pink taffeta. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's it's ridiculous. It's But it's like one of those things I saw it and it was like, I don't care that I don't know where I'm going to wear this to ever or if I ever will wear it or if it even fits me. Like, I didn't even try it on. Just I need to buy it. <laughs> I have to have this dress. It was $20. I have to have this Betsy Johnson dress. And my mom was like, all right, whatever, weirdo, which is how she's always been my entire life with my vintage shopping. She just, she gets me. And, um, so I, so I got this dress and it's been in my closet for a year. And honestly, I didn't think about it. Like, I think before I said I was making a dress and I was, I was going to make my dress, but then I thought, Oh my God, I have that. I have that Betsy Johnson dress. This is, if I'm ever going to wear that dress, this is it. This is the time to wear the dress. (laughs) You pick the perfect time. And let's talk about your shoes, your fishnet stocking. I mean, the whole thing, your pearls. Right. You were sporting pearls too. I was sporting pearls. Mm -hmm. I was. um, Well, first of all, I wore my pearl 80s mala that Sasha Corellis gifted me for my birthday, right? Yes. And so I thought, oh, yeah, pearls, because, you know, you know, sort of that Madonna thing, because Mm -hmm. I can't I can't just wear an outfit like it's a costume. It has to be a costume. (laughs) Uh, And and those shoes, those shoes are pretty cool, too. Right. I I don't buy a lot of brand new things, but I saw those shoes at DSW. I don't know if everybody has a DSW, but it's, you know, kind of a can be a fairly cheap and expensive shoe store. And um, they just reminded me of 80s booties because yeah. they're floral. Yeah. So anyway, that's... And that's, did you have pink fishnet stockings? I just, of course, I just had some. Yeah. Okay. You just happen to have some. <laughs> yeah. I have some of those in my closet too. No, I don't. Um, the whole thing, you just looked radiant. I mean, what a beautiful just example of... I want what you have. I mean, every woman was drawn to you, Sandra. It was beautiful. Well, you know, if you cannot have fun and sobriety, why fucking do it, right? I mean, that's, (laughs) I mean, okay, I know that we're saving our lives every day, but that's just my, that's kind of my motto. If I can't have fun, I'm probably not going to do it. And, And that's just how I feel about sobriety. So... Um, I'm just so glad that I got to experience it. I am too, because there's no replicating it. Although it inspired me, um, like right after the, as soon as the the dance floor was over, I was like, okay, so we need to do a silent disco in Austin at the Sands Bar. Like that's our next big event. Let's, let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do that again. Why not? Yeah. Because I think you can just rent the company or whatever, you know? So yeah, that's not the last silent disco I will ever go to. Mm -mm. I'm positive of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well, what was your favorite part? I'm sorry. I didn't ask you what your favorite part was. No. Well, right. So, um, moving on from the silent disco, (laughs) (laughs) um, I think besides the silent disco, my favorite part was just meeting everyone, meeting people I follow on 
on women I follow on Instagram, women that are in our our unruffled secret Facebook group. Um, you know, women I know just from social media. Yeah. Hands down, that was my other favorite part. And if you came up and introduced yourself to us, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because, you know, you see the little icons and, you know, the little profile pictures and you just, or you only know IG names and you don't know real names. So it was really hard to identify, um, women in the crowd because there were 600 women there. Um, so if you came up and introduced yourself to us, thank you so much because sometimes, you know, doing this podcast and, and even just having an Instagram account sometimes can feel like you're just doing these things in a vacuum. And, um, this kind of weekend proves, or it just, validated the why, right? It, totally. I mean, I started this podcast. I don't know about you, but I started it to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> and to find my people. And um, I started it to just talk to you every week. <laughs> right, to talk to you and to find our people, right? Yeah, other for people sure. that were, that were uh, w- other women, getting sober or trying to get sober or in sobriety that wanted to talk about creativity and style and, and, you know, mommyhood and all the things that we talk about. Um, it was like a beacon that I wanted to shine. Right. So that we could draw people, draw our people to us. And, um, so that was just amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And if we had been more organized, we would have, we tried to do a group picture and then it didn't work out because they moved the red carpet and then, you know, and then whatever the details were, we couldn't, we did it at the very last day. Um, the She Recovers photographer took a picture with um, whatever unruffled listeners were around. So I know it wasn't all of them. And right. Some had left, I think already. And yeah. yeah but, but I mean, we- next time I would, I think I'd be like, do a little meetup, like meet at the pool maybe and you know, if we ever did something like that again, try to be a little more proactive of forming a place to meet up. Uh, I think I was just overwhelmed with getting there and all that we were doing. And um, it was a lot. A yeah. lot of it was overwhelming. It was. <laughs> so it was. much of it was overwhelming in but, a good way. But. but if you came up and said, hi, thank you. And it was I couldn't, you know, it was a lot to process everyone's names and looking at their badges and trying to connect the dots. So even still on, on social media, like I I'm like, who is this? I started following them at the conference. I got to connect it to, you know, so I'm just looking and getting familiar with the new followers and things. And just, yeah, that was awesome, Sandra. You're right. Connecting with the people in real life, like meeting them was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So our our next little question I was going to ask you is what person or event had the most impact for you from the conference? You know, it's hard. It was hard to whittle it down, but I can't, the, 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 the people and group that I just keep thinking about over and over that probably is going to inspire the most action in me are the shame booth women that blew me away. Now I know that you have, have um, been to an event where the shame booth women were there and you've already met Paula, but God damn, is that woman lovable? I just... 
I knew I you'd just, love her. I knew you'd love her. Just the way that she combined story and art and experience. Yeah. Uh, just blew me away. And um, and then all those women that she's gathered, uh, you know, assembled to kind of rally around her, all the support that she has, all the layers to it, like the booth, the merchandise, the lounge, the, the letter exercise, all of it was just so freaking amazing. And if you don't know what we're talking about, um, their website is Shame Booth. So S-H-A-M-E booth, B-O-O-T-H dot org. And they have a little podcast. Um, uh, it's, it's fairly new and, and, the, and the podcasts are short. I listened to a couple yesterday. Um, but go give them a look. What they're doing is amazing. Yeah, and their listening lounge. Um, can we just talk about that for a yeah, second? Yeah, yeah. So if, if the listeners don't know what they are, she, she's turned an, um, um, a phone booth into an art installation. And it's a place where you pick up a phone and you leave a message. You leave your shame. You leave your shame on a recorded uh, – they record it. You don't leave your name or anything. And then um, you leave that there. You can deposit it there in that phone booth. The door is shut and you can leave your message. Um, but for the conference, they sponsored it and they are, were one of the sponsors. And you could be transported. They, t- they took Sandra and I back to the room um, as they were setting it up. And it was called the Listening Lounge Experience. And it was white rugs, sheepskin, white pillows, white um, lanterns. It was flowers. It was just this beautiful, peaceful place. And you could relax. There was pillows to lay down on, meditation pillows. And then you could hear coming in through the speakers, um, women who were sharing their wisdom um, to their they former ta- selves. Right. Yeah. They were talking to their 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 earlier, their form, their younger selves. Yeah. Yeah. And like telling them, like, it's going to be okay, you know, you did this hard thing and now you've, you know, just whatever. They were all so different. And mm-hmm. what would you tell your younger self? Like, what advice yeah. would you give your younger self? Wow. That was powerful. It was so amazing. It was so amazing. Mm-hmm. And then they had a letter exercise in there, too, where you could write a letter to yourself mm-hmm. and um and put it in an envelope and put your name and address on it. And they're going to mail it back to everyone who did the exercise a year from now. Mm. Um, it was just, I just had so, I, I just came back so fired up with ideas just, just from meeting those women. Just yeah. that, I mean, all of the other experiences, yes, were totally amazing. But uh, what they're doing really, really inspired me. Yeah. Yeah, and she agreed to come on the pod, and we haven't been able to schedule it. And I think it was even better that we met her and got to be in her presence and oh, watch for her sure. throughout the weekend and learn more about what she's done. Because and, honestly, um, yeah, you describing it to me from when you experienced it in San Francisco, I didn't get it. Yeah. I mean, I got it, but I didn't. It didn't. I didn't. It didn't have the same impact on me as seeing it in person. So I understand that anyone listening to me going on about this, you're not going to get it probably unless you experience it. But I do recommend you go check out, go check out her website 
And, um, and then yes, we're going to have her on the podcast. I cannot wait. Paula herself who came up with the concept is just, she's just a beautiful person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's what see. about you? The person or event that had the most impact. Um, well, there were so many, so let me boil it down to one. So many. I know. Um, I have resisted meditation since I got sober. And it's only been this year that I've really <clears throat> dropped into it uh, and started doing it, like, consistently. And uh, I think for me, it was the Biet Simkin um, Sunday uh, guided meditation that she did. Mm-hmm. She blew me away as a human being and her story. But the... Uh, I resist it, right? Even though I'm saying I like it and I'm doing it, I still resist it. I still resist the things that are good for me, I know. <laughs> I think you know? a lot of people resist meditation. I don't think you're the only one. Yeah. Because it's uncomfortable and it's 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 hard. It's hard to sit still. Yeah. So I think, <clears throat> so it's twofold. Biet Simpkin, um, guided by Biet, I think is where you can find her too on Instagram. But she... Uh, she was like 39 years old. She was pregnant. She was glowing. She rocks these super, super short bangs, which like only I think she can rock. You know, there's not many people that can rock that really short bang. Um, but she was raised by a shaman and she was raised meditating as a toddler, you know, and she was a recording artist um, at the age of 19 and like lived this whole rock and roll lifestyle in New York. Um, drinking was her first addiction. And then, you know... Um, other drugs, heroin is where she ended up. So anyhow, to hear her story and to hear her, how she was raised and to hear how she's qualified to meditate, which to say that now just feels like you might even think that sounds pretentious, but she really just gave us her whole life story. If like I was raised this way, I am, I am, I am, I know how to meditate and to lead people and to guide you and to bring you into this higher consciousness. And so the exercise she did was to pick a partner and to look into their left eye the window to the soul is what she called it. And I had done an eye gazing exercise before mm-hmm. where you're looking at both right. in both eyes. Mm-hmm. It's weird. <laughs> it's awkward, mm-hmm. you know, as it's mm-hmm. probably supposed to be. Um, but looking into the left eye was different because it beca- became a little fuzzy for me. I, I don't have the greatest vision. I could, I dropped into what she was saying and then how she guides you and you, you come up above yourself and look down on yourself and your partner. And then you were supposed to look, when you looked into the left eye, I think of a loved one. And then that person turns into the loved one and it freaking happened, you know? And um, I knew my partner, Jen, and she became Casey. Like it was the weirdest thing Mm. I've ever experienced. I want to do it again. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So that whole experience, her, her energy, how she talked, how she told her story, you know, and I kind of love a spiritual teacher that says, fuck, like I really, it helps (laughs) helps, like bring it down a notch and not seem too precious. Um, And, and the transparency she had with her story. Um, And I think I took delight also, um, delight might be the wrong way. That's a little strong, but I like knowing that people have started their recovery in 12 step because it helps me identify, Mm -hmm. helps me kind of go, oh, they're doing all this, 
but they can do that too. And that's where they mm-hmm. started or that's the foundation. Like for some, for me, um, it just is like a link or something. So anyhow, I loved it. Um, that experience was a huge, um, highlight for me. And, um, and I know I'm going to add one more thing. Sorry. Sarah Blondin. Oh yes. Hearing her read her, her guided meditation, Mm -hmm. um, that brought me to tears. I was sobbing the whole entire time. Uh, really beautiful, really beautiful. So the meditation component, I think had the biggest impact on me that that I, I don't want to ignore that. And I want to, I want to make sure I'm doing that every single day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other, I mean, I know there were so many. Is there any <clears throat> other that we don't want to leave off here? Or? Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, there, there's so many. Then, yeah, yeah, then I can go on and on. I just really, um, yeah, I just wanted us to, like, talk about the, the very first thing that came to mind as that, that had the most impact on you. But you're right. I, there was so much. Yeah. Well, um, there was a, I didn't, I went to the bathroom and unfortunately missed this. And I know you, I think you were there in your seat. When, did Mackenzie Phillips say a line about um, the bottom is death and we don't have to wait till we get to our bottoms? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She talked about, she talked about rock bottom. bottom. Um, Right, because um, Deanne from uh, Addicted to Hope um, asked her, what she thought about the concept of rock bottom and, um, you know, rock bottom is, is death. I mean, that's the Mm -hmm. ultimate rock bottom. And, um, the message was, you know, you can love people through their addiction and you don't have to just drop, drop them and walk away or assume that tough love is going to work. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that framed it for me because I know a lot of people in my world that are reaching out, friends that are just trying to get sober right now. You know, I haven't reached my bottom. I haven't reached my bottom. And so I heard people talking about that after the fact because I missed I'd missed her saying it that you don't rock bottom is death. So you don't want to actually get to the bottom. No, no, you don't. That's not where you want to go. Like you can stop before that. Um, right. And that was powerful. I just I wrote that down in my notebook because I just was I meant to chat with you about that. I thought that was a pretty powerful. Uh, it was really yeah. powerful. Yeah, I think that McKinsey's um, talk was probably one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, she was so I've always loved McKenzie Phillips, always, always. Mm-hmm. And um, she gave a really, really powerful presentation. Um, she's funny. She's down to earth. She's gritty. She's resilient. She's all of those things. Um, the one thing she said that really stood out for me was she said, um, sober me is the one that decides to drink and use again. (laughs) So I have to take care of sober me. I have to stay diligent and not get complacent. That was so, so true. Right, right. Just sober you is the one who decides <laughs> to take another drink. Yep. Sober you justifies it or um, tells That's yourself another story or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So sober you, um, you can't let down that guard. Nope. You have to keep yeah. doing all the things for whatever right. that is for each person. It's different, but um, yeah, the sober you is the one you have to worry about, not drunk you. Right. 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 <laughs> because sober you, you, you just need to keep maintaining and keep. Yeah taking care of and yeah 
Oh, yeah. She was amazing. She was an amazing yeah. speaker. Yeah. There were so many good speakers. They were all equally fantastic. But yeah. um, and it could be because Mackenzie was one of the last speakers, but she was sure. her her talk was great. It was good. She's she, been in the trenches. So for sure. For sure. Yeah. She also before we move on, speaking of moving on, she also said something that I wrote down that I love that she said, you don't need to excavate the past. Oh, Just I love move that. On. Just I, move I could on. high five her because that's me. I don't I don't excavate oh, too much. I do. I do. I mean, I did my fourth step like everybody else, but but uh I'm with her. Move on. There is nothing there for you except more pain. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so when she said, like, just move on, I just wrote that in capital letters. And then she said, your memory failing you. Like, if you can't remember the past or you're it's trying your protection. to piece it together. Yeah. Your, she, your she was, failing memory is your protection. It is there pro- to protect you. If you don't remember everything that happened, good. Great. <laughs> Well, she's like, it can be a gift. It's actually a gift. And I have to tell you, Sandra, from doing the geographic this year and going back and excavating, and I I needed to do it. So I did it. But recently, I I wasn't going to sell those paintings. I was going to keep them real close. But I had this feeling before we went to the conference that I needed to let them out into the world and, and let them go. And mm-hmm. I think it was like this precursor to even hearing her say that, like, I don't need to live there anymore. I want to move mm-hmm. on. So I wrote that down. She totally inspired me. And just like the tagline for the podcast, but we thrive. We are talking to women who are thriving now in recovery. And that's my jam. That's right. what I want to talk to. I don't want to keep hearing the drunkalogue. I don't need to. Everybody right. knows what it was like. Exactly. We all have our what it was like story, right? And it's all pretty rough. You know, it's nobody has a delightful what it was like story or we would still we we wouldn't be here. (laughs) If it it was great and it worked, we'd all still be drinking. Right. So um, and using. But yeah, uh, uh, what it was like, sure, that is important because that identifies us. That's the common denominator, right? Hey, Unruffled listeners, just popping in mid-show to remind you about our Patreon fundraising campaign. To date, we have produced over a year's worth of content and have over a quarter million downloads. We can hardly believe it. If you like what you've been hearing, you can be a patron of this show for as much as you'd like even if it's just a dollar an episode. To donate, please go to www.patreon.com backslash the unruffled podcast. Thank you for your continued support of the show. Now back to it. Okay, so then we should let's move on. Let's look at our next question. Yeah, so what 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 inspired have you been inspired to do something to take some different action? Yeah. <laughs> because that's so many what these actions. things are about, right? <laughs> right. That's what any sort of meeting or conference or anything, that's what you hope, I would think. You know, as as people, you and I both have been um, people that have organized uh, an event much smaller than she recovers. But oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you want to, you want the participants to leave 
inspired, right? Yeah, take action like that. I, th- I loved how the arc of the program, you can tell when they planned it out, how each speaker, one was to ground you, one was to get you pumped up, one was to, you know, bring you back down. And, t- you know, they did a beautiful job. Mm-hmm. And then they ended it yeah. with, with action um, and talking about inner critic um, and um, playing bigger. Um, just you could tell that that's where it was headed. It's like, you've, now you've come and done all of this. Now what are you going to do about it? Right. You know, what are you going to do? Um, I was definitely inspired. I was definitely inspired. What One thing that it did do, I mean, it was twofold. There was one thing about my recovery that it inspired me and one thing about my uh, creative life that it inspired me. For the recovery, it just reminded me to get back in the middle of my program, mm-hmm. get back in the middle. So I got home. I called my sponsor, set up an appointment to start working with her um, and meeting twice a month. Um, I have not been doing that. I haven't really met with my sponsor since the beginning of the year. You know, it's September. <laughs> so, I mean, we see each other at meetings, um, but my sponsor sponsors me like an accordion. Um, she lets me out and then she brings me back in. She lets me out and she brings me back in. So right now I want to be brought back in. And so I called her. I called my sponsees. I went to a meeting. Um, I was inspired by so many of the speakers being from the 12-step programs. Not all of them, but hearing from them. And knowing that they could talk about recovery without having to say, I'm in AA, you know, mm-hmm. they keep the traditions, they, um, the way they spoke. So that way their message could speak to other women and that they could hear it, even if they were opposed to AA. You know, I, I really mm-hmm. I thought that was a craft. I like, I, I want to know how to do that better because I don't do it so well. Um, so anyhow, I'm going to be learning about the 12 traditions. Uh, and then for me, it was to get back to work um, creatively and work on a project. And 7 a.m. the day after um, she recovers, I had a conference call for two and a half hours working on a new project. I'm super inspired and pumped up to try to finish the things that are calling, you know, t- for me to make them. So that's what I took away from it. What about you? You know... Several, so many things. I mean, I came, walked away from there thinking with one, the biggest word on my, in my mind was the word bigger. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I, how can I get what I'm doing? How, how can I take what I'm already doing and make it bigger, more meaningful, have more impact, more advocacy, more collaboration. I mean, it made me want to continue to tell my story, but just tell it louder so that, you know, I can just continue to truly help any woman seeking transformation through recovery. Um, But then you're right. Creatively, I was very inspired too. Like I said, the chain booth really inspired me. Like how can I, combine things that I'm good at, my skills, um, you know, art and style and bold, swift action with recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, to help women feel better, cope better, create more, you know, not, not, not being more of a doer and less than a beer. And I don't mean that, you know, we're already working our asses off as it is, right. <laughs> but have it, have it be just that much more meaningful. So we can all feel that contentment, like we're good enough. 
and we're doing it right. Um, you know, I mean, life is a slog a a lot of times. Um, and there's so much that just sucks, but there's also so much beauty Mm -hmm. and there's always an invitation to feel just a little, a little bit better. Right. Um, and so I don't know what that's going to look like yet. I have no idea. Right. (laughs) It's, I've really been praying and meditating about it this week and, um, and more collaboration. My God, you know, I stopped and talked, uh, that Aaron, that Aaron Shaw street. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) That girl. Tell better stories. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, I just feel like there's some things that are going to happen, um, with just, you know, reaching across all of our platforms and collaborating on some things because that's how our voices get, get louder. Yeah. It was so good seeing her. I know she was tired from travel, you know. I know. But I it know. was so beautiful just to see her and, and talk with her. And, uh, yeah, people are so touched by what she does. Yeah. And people are yeah. happy to see her. And she is telling a better story. And she has right. a beautiful story. Um, She's um, actually on a plane as we speak. <laughs> right now I know to Austin she has another conference this weekend and I won't I won't um tell her story (laughs) she may want (laughs) to talk about it at some point on social media or whatever but um I hopefully I get to see her this weekend I know she'll be busy and I know she's very tired but um but I hope hopefully I'll get to see her this weekend but um she is She's the most fun person to bounce ideas around with. Oh, yeah. yeah. She is a mover. <laughs> she for is. Sure. She, she is. really is. Yeah. 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 I just feel um, called to action, you know, just to, yes. to do something. And I, I think I struggle. Um, I, that struggle is a strong word, but I, I, I think sometimes I do I want to be a recovery advocate or do I want to be an artist or do I need to name anything really? Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't like, I know there's people who have platforms like Laura McCowan and Holly Whitaker and, you know, people like Shane Booth or, or tell better stories. That's not me. I, I have some kind of, uh, I don't know. I admire the women that do that and appreciate that, but that has not, called to me personally but now your recovery though let me back up, let me just interrupt you okay, for a second. Go ahead. your recovery <laughs> is integrated into what you do um true yes true so that feels more natural to me like that right. feels um that feels true when I was chatting with a friend a few days ago I was talking about you know I need to um this is going to sound really <laughs> I don't know how it's going to sound. I need to research me for a minute. Like, what is making me tick? What have I done in the past? What is part of me that I've forgotten? You know what I mean? Sometimes we keep doing these things and move on to the next thing and move on to the next thing. But there was this thing that served me really well that I've forgotten. Mm -hmm. And for me, creatively and even with my recovery, 
I feel like that sometimes you keep moving on with the wave of the next thing or you're doing the whatever's in the next tool box kit or whatever. I don't know. I felt like coming home, I needed to kind of get recentered and not with like looking at what everybody else was doing. I need to look at what oh, I yeah. do. I need to get right oh, back sure. to, to the center of me. Um, and that's what I loved about it. The reflection, like I got so much from everyone else. Um, but ultimately I'm the only one that knows how to do my recovery. Right. For and, sure. And so I liked, I think that's what it was. I came home kind of like, I have been doing this. I have been recovering out loud and. Oh yeah. 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 Feel, you're already doing it. Yeah. So I feel, I feel, um, you know, I think it's permission to just do it the way I've been doing it. And, um, but I want to, but I want to be thoughtful about it too, because I, I don't want to live in the past. And I've been, I do a lot of that with my self-reflection, a lot of that with my art, a lot of that with my papers I write or the speeches I give at school or what I'm making. It all relates to my recovery. But I think Sandra, it's been from a really dark place. Mm. And I think I like, I needed to simmer in that for a bit. And I think all these feelings of feeling how my recovery is going to change. You and I have been talking about it kind of being this next level recovery, you know, three or four years, you start feeling I'm approaching four years. So it feels I'm ready for this next level. That doesn't mean I have to leave everything behind, but I don't have to go, I don't have to go live in the past, which, I mean, we learned that when we're, you know, do not regret the past and all to shut the door on it. I think I'm ready to kind of just be like, it's awesome being sober. I love yeah. my life. I love my right. community. I am fully awakened. I feel I feel energetic and excited and loved by so many people. Mm. And so I feel I feel I think what coming home from it, I just felt like quit visiting back there. It's not serving you anymore. Yeah. You know, it's there. Sure it's part of me, but I don't have to live there anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Because really, it's all about what you're doing today, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, it informs you. But what are you doing today? I th- um, Sarah Blondin, um, in her meditation or her talk before the meditation said, my pain could be my portal to the divine. And I thought, that's kind of it, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you don't, it doesn't, it's a portal. It's taking you somewhere else. It's taking you out of there or dropping you into something new. Mm-hmm. So I'm already dropped in. Mm-hmm. Why do I keep going back and visiting? <laughs> you know? I don't know. So <laughs> move on, as Mackenzie Phillips I mean, said. <laughs> I can be, you know, I can move on to a fault sometimes because, you know. <laughs> well, you, you revisit but, the past with your with your essays, right? Your, your, sure. But you I, don't I, simmer in it, it doesn't seem. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I really don't. I, I, it's too, I wouldn't, uh, I would stay in that hole. Yeah. And, and, um, so I, I can't for my personal well being. Yeah. Um, I, I can't, but so I really, really, I wanted to high five Mackenzie and yeah, she said that because I, I agree with that. Um, uh, just, so much goodness. I know that after we end this, I'm going to think of a thousand more things. But <laughs> totally. <laughs> I'll probably, I'm sure I'll write a blog post and, you know, just to, just to put the nail on the head. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hit, hit but, the nail on the head. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but such an amazing, uh, just such an amazing weekend. Um, what do you, did, did it make you think about the podcast in a different way? Like the future of the pod? Um, cause we just, we do this so organically. And of we course do. we, of course we have a list of guests that we, that we either want to reach out to or we've reached out to and we just need to follow up or, um, you know, we have our dream list. Um, so there's that, of course, but well, I mean, I have an idea. Yeah, tell me. You, no, you tell me. We're going to have to take the Unruffled show on the road, damn it. I think you're right about that. I like that yeah. idea. I wasn't thinking yeah. that, but yes. Uh, the, how do I say it? The, the energy of the in real life, there's nothing like yes. it. There's just nothing there's not- like it. It really isn't. I would love to take and, it on the road. Yeah. And, you know, perhaps that sounds like lip service, but it's really honestly true. When you get to look someone in the eye and hug them and it's there's absolutely nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah. And there were certain people, um, not P, I mean, just, there were certain people, like you see them online, but I didn't know them very well. And then I got to meet them in person and I got to know them better. Um, and of course, I couldn't do that with everyone, but there were certain listeners and people that follow me on Instagram that I totally, um, I made an intention to connect with, you know? Mm, same. Um, and I knew I wanted to meet them. I wanted to chat with them. I wanted to have more than one second, 15 seconds with them. Um, and for me, for the podcast, like taking it on the road, that sounds exciting. I mean, I know, but why not dream bigger, right? Like, this right. is what you're talking about. And, um, you know, our Patreon campaign, we almost have 400,000 downloads of the podcast. And we have 71 patrons. And we are super grateful. It's We're grateful. Um, but we're going to have to do more of that fundraising in order to do what we want to do mm-hmm. and if we are going to go try to do events around I mean we just can't do it otherwise um so yeah we'll see what happens with the campaign and I hope that we can get more support or get a maybe a sponsor that resonates with um with what we talk about you know we'd reached out to Topo Chico and they don't they don't do that yet but maybe they will or maybe we can pitch it in a way that makes sense um and have them try something new I don't know Maybe there's a listener out there that, that this is what they do. They help with sponsorships or something. Maybe we need to ask for more help. I don't know. Right. You know, that's well, not yeah, so easy to yeah. do sometimes. But, right. You know. And that kind of falls under that more collaboration yeah. idea because, yeah, I think that that is, that is how these kind of things get done. It's certainly you cannot pull these kinds of things off by, by yourself, even just the two of us. So, yeah. Yeah. For me, um, uh, I mean, I know we talked about this briefly, but not really in relation to the future of the podcast, but so many people came up to me this weekend, I don't know about you, and said, I loved your Sober Sister Summer Series. Oh, yeah. And so what I, I from meeting everyone in real life, like, I want to talk to more women just like us. Sure. Um, that we know that we met 
at the conference and hear their story. Because I'll tell you what, the women that I was drawn to were the women that were thriving, that were um, dancing their ass off on the dance floor. (laughs) You know what I mean? And you can tell that that's probably how they're doing life, too. They're just kind of, you know, obviously, again, hard days, whatever. It's not it's not all rainbows and unicorns. But just to know that they're ta- that to recover out loud isn't just to say, uh, I, I'm a former drinker. It is to recover out loud and show that you are living a better life because you are sober. Um, and, and Laura Dewey, um, who was one of the speakers at the event, she said, uh, you know, pain is the price of admission to a better life. I definitely have a better life now. Uh, and that pain was drinking. That pain was numbing out. All of that stuff from before. Uh, I want to talk to women on the podcast um, because it flows. It was It's so much easier when I talk to somebody I know. What about you? Um, yeah, for, for sure. And yes, because in, in all women, um, you know, we probably, we, uh, you know, we talk to a lot of just, you know, regular middle-aged moms like us. Yeah. Um, you know, which is who we probably immediately connect to. But, um, yeah, I, I, um, I'm excited to have women on here that don't look just like us, um, that don't share our exact story. Um, uh, Um, so we are adding those, you know, we are adding all kinds of women to our list. I know that I got in there this morning and added a few more. And, um, so if you have anyone to recommend, let us know, um, if there's a story that you want to hear, or if, if, if you're not hearing your story or if you, uh, aren't identifying with any of the women that we've had on the podcast in the past, let us know. Um, maybe that'll help us, um, go in a particular direction. Um, I just, again, you know, if you, it's one thing to have goals, but a lot of times if you r- write it all out, you can sell yourself short, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. um, so it will stay organic as it always, as it always has been. But, um, I know I'm, I'm, I am excited for the future of our podcast. I can tend to get bored. I am not the kind of person who loves routine and ritual. I get bored very easily with routines. Um, but I have not gotten bored with this podcast. No, it still excites me. Same. Yeah. And I know we have like our dream list, like you talked about, like, I would love it if Kathy Valentine would come on, right? That's, Mm. you know, that's who Mm. you would love to have on. I would love it. Okay. I am now two degrees away from rich roll since meeting (laughs) Tommy Rosen. I just want to say, we're two degrees closer to having Rich Roll come on the podcast. But now I want his wife to come on the podcast. So maybe maybe that's who we invite on the podcast. Um, but, you know, there's all those people on our list. But I tell you, honestly, do I want to inter- interview Rob Lowe? Um, sure. But it would probably freak me out, right? So, yeah. Hmm. yeah. I don't mm. know about that. Um, Tom Waits. Yeah, I don't even know that I have enough to say to Tom Waits. So that's great. Yeah. There's great to have these people. But the women that we met and to hear their stories, and so many of them creative, um, 
you know, because I think everyone's creative, um, but that they could tell us how they're creating a new life. Yeah. Um, you don't have to be a visual artist or you don't have to, you know, uh, I've lost my train of thought. Sorry. I, I looked at my list and I got, <laughs> I got sidetracked, but I, I'm, I'm excited to see um, and hear from different people um, like you talked about um, that we met there. And I'm, and, and, and having that in real life connection uh, really solidified that for me. Because I think sometimes when you're looking at things online, you can't really get to know a person, right? I mean, it's of course, it's no, social media. Of course you can't. not at all. And it's so funny. And I, I do this little exercise with myself where, yeah, if it's somebody I've followed on social media and then after I meet them in real life, I compare notes. Like, is this person the way you thought they <laughs> were? How you filtered them through social media? And, right. and always I'm wrong. I'm com- always completely wrong and yeah. always pleasantly surprised by it's so funny how your judgment comes up even when you don't mean for it to, even when you sit back and say, I'm not judgmental. Um, you just are. Yeah. (laughs) If you're human, you're judgmental. You pass Exactly. You take everyone and you filter them through your perceptions and experience. And it is always just so interesting to meet someone in in real life and see, oh my God, they are nothing like I thought they were going to be. Yeah. Well, I think, um, I think that at the end of the conference, like I felt full. I felt um, they did a beautiful job. They did a great job with the vendors. They, the space, the food, like everything. They really, I mean, I can't wait for Dawn to come on. I asked Dawn if she would come on the pod. Mm, mm-hmm. She needs a good rest. Yes. And then she's going to come on the pod, hopefully. Yes. And, uh, I would love to just, um, you know, just chat with her about that. I mean, her vision and what she's done here is... Um, and her team has just been incredible. And everybody at the conference, all different phases of recovery, right? So there was someone there with three days. Yes. There was someone there with 100 days. She came to our room um, for the little tea and chocolate. Um, there was people there with, you know, 30 years sobriety. So it was all across the board. Um, and for me, I, some people came up to me and asked me, like, oh, how are you doing? How's your anxiety? My anxiety was fine. That's amazing. I flew. I did not have any panic attacks. Um, and I, I was fine. Now, I got a little nervous right before my workshop. And I want to thank you and Natalie for helping me out, like get the m- missing pieces and help me get settled because I did get a little worked up. Yeah, um, that, that's to be that's to be expected. Yeah, but that was nice. The workshop was lovely. And it was um, very, very lovely. Um, I have to mention Penny. Um, from the Penny from Australia, she runs a group called on Facebook called recovering Buddha. Oh, okay. Uh, I I think that's her group on Facebook. Um, I think it's also her. Oh my God. Now I just have to look it up. If I'm going to, if I'm going to mention her, I have to look her up. Penny from Australia. I have to tell you is the loveliest recovery, um, recovery uh what do you call that space no recovery buddha but it's separated by a not a hyphen but a score thank you i I had to pull it up to know what you were looking at i'm like okay underscore (laughs) recovery underscore buddha penny from australia is 
the loveliest person ever. And she was sitting next to me during your workshop. And I had hardly cried the entire weekend. (laughs) Um, Well, I shed some tears during Sarah Blondin, of course. I don't think there was a dry eye in that room. But uh, we were sharing our gratitude list. And one tear popped out of my eye. And then they just, it just, it was like the faucet was turned on. Mm -hmm. And I laid on her shoulder and sobbed. And she was the sweetest, sweetest thing. She just told me it was going to be okay (laughs) in her lovely Australian accent. (laughs) She's your style sister. You know that, right? I know. She, you're right. She, she definitely is. She definitely is. But your, yes, your workshop, you and Shelly Rickenbach's workshop was great. It was nice. Um. It's funny, I told Shelly, because no one from She Recovers, you know, came up, like Dawn or Peyton or anybody, because they're busy doing other things. I was like, we could have really done anything, Shelly. They had no idea what we were doing (laughs) (laughs) for our 45-minute time slot, um, but we our 50-minute time slot. Um, It was great, and I was glad I did it. I was still nervous, and I read from my notes a lot, um, but it's okay, because that room is the most forgiving room ever, and I knew that from the weekend of, of being at the other talks going... They're not asking for perfection. That's fucking boring. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, let's just let's just be real. Um, can I talk about my um, really quick in the workshop in the in the gratitude workshop? Um, I'd met her before, but uh, Mandy from the Love Sober podcast. Mm. Oh, she Mandy. was my twin. We had on same outfit, same um, denim little jumpsuit, and so we were twins. And then we went to breakfast together the last day before I flew out. And I got to know her a little better. And what a sweet soul. You know? So sweet. Yeah. I know we're not naming like the hundred other people that we ran into. We're not. We're not. <laughs> Sorry. There's so many. But so many. I had a connection with Mandy. And I really, um, I really enjoyed talking with her. And, um, you know, like you do. You just go deep real quick and, and hear somebody's story and witness them. And um, I look forward to chatting with her more in the future. She was a delight delight mm-hmm. oh okay well we could talk about this for about seven more hours i know yeah we could but um that's we, we just probably. figured our listeners would want to hear about the conference and if you don't you know you don't have to listen um but gosh if if they do another event like that i'm, I'm in i'm way in mm. yeah yeah that's great. yeah uh so we should talk maybe wrap up like we do um our three items for from our unruffled toolbox for the week. Yes. What you got, Sandra? I'll let you kick it off. Okay. Let me turn to those because um, they're already gone out of my head. <laughs> um, I have to say that uh, the first one was uh, the swimming pool. <laughs> <gasps> so I... Uh, loved that pool in the hotel and I love to be in water. I'm a, I am a water baby. I love to swim. Swimming is a, is a, and I'm not a great swimmer. I'm not like any sort of professional swimmer, never on a swim team. I swim like a 10 year old, probably 10 year olds swim better than me, but I just love, uh, swimming around in water. And, um, I went down to that pool 
several mornings and just chilled and swam. And it was wonderful. It was good. You, you just yeah. made me think of, did you ever see the Saturday Night Live skit where they did the synchronized swimming? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he, when, who was it, Martin Short? Probably. Uh, and they did, they did synchronized swimming and, and he, they have on the nose plugs, it's two guys. And it was around the time of the, Olymp- oh, yeah, the, Olymp- yeah. the 84 Olympics, I believe, in L.A. <laughs> and they're interviewing them before they do this big Olympic of synchronized swimming event. And, and Martin Short says, so I'm not a very strong swimmer, not a very strong swimmer. And then <laughs> and then they're like doing all their sync. So you just made me think of that, like <laughs> in the pool. Me and you could have done some synchronized yep, something or other. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the pool was yours. For me, the item in my toolkit, you know, leading up to the weekend and leading up to, well, weekend, it was almost five days away. So um, week, it was just being prepared. My, if I am prepared, like getting my bills paid and getting the luggage and I got the right dress and I got the this or that, like, I had to be super prepared. I had to, um, have my notebooks that I wanted with me. Um, I just felt like I had what I needed. I felt secure. That helped me with my emotional sobriety. And also being prepared was, I think, all the work I did leading up to the conference um, this summer in terms of meditating, getting a morning routine. My routine, I do thrive on it. That is a big part of my recovery. Um, but because I didn't do my morning routine for five days, I'd mentioned that to you and Natalie. And it was like, um, but it was okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't become untethered because, or unmoored. I was like, I was sturdy because of all the work I'd done before I came. So being prepared, I think knowing that in my mind's eye that I knew she recovers was coming and it might be a lot. I did a lot of things to prepare for it. So that's my, that's my tool. That's a good one. Um My second one is uh, saying no. I had to say no to a couple of things. And even though I had a little FOMO, I just had to listen to my body Mm -hmm. and, um, and serve that. So I had signed up for the yoga and the running and the early morning meditation and all that. But I had to say no both mornings to those things because I needed to just chill by myself in the room and not that I was happy that you and Natalie left so that I could do that. Not at all. You guys could have been there and I probably would have still make made the same choice. Um, but it was nice to just, um, chill again, had a little FOMO, especially, um, missing that, that meditation. Um, but I needed to do that. I, I was having some tummy issues and then that was when I went down to the pool and just chilled out in the swimming pool. And, um, so, you know, sometimes you just have to listen, Yeah. listen, if you're wanting to say no, say it, you'll, you'll survive and you'll probably thrive even, you know, serving your, 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 your desire. Yeah. I think, I mean, that was what was so great too. It's like, hey, you want to do this? No, all right, see you back. Like there was no, mm-hmm. yeah. Everybody knew. I mean, out of everybody knows at that conference, like you got to take care of yourself. Yep. You know, so that yeah, I'm glad you did that too. You had to listen to that. Um, the second item for me was that I had a little toolbox kit in my purse at all times. So for me, what that means, um, 
is it, what it did mean is oils and uh, aroma sticks. And I would the aroma sticks. I don't know if you you saw them, Sandra, right? They, they, mm-hmm. they I have, look kind I ha- of. I have one, and then Natalie gave me another one. So oh, okay, I've, now I have two. It's been so helpful for me. So on the drive to the airport that morning at like four thirty in the morning, um, I started to feel like panic rise up in me before I was flying out. And I quickly reached over to my purse, unzipped my little bag that has um, a few tools in there, which one of them is this aroma stick that Natalie made called, um, oh, shoot. (laughs) I don't know their names, but... I don't either. Um, But go to her site and you can purchase one for yourself, right? Yeah. I think NatalieFairbrook.com? Yeah, it's Open Mind. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. But she makes many. Um, but the open mind one I've had with me for a while and I started just breathing that in. So it looks kind of strange to maybe somebody driving alongside of me, but I sniff in that aroma stick so I don't have to get an oil out, put it on my palms, which I don't like, um, or my wrist or unscrew a cap. Like it's just, it comes off. What They almost look like, do you remember that, that candy when we were kids, like the bullets? Mm-hmm. Those candy yeah, bullets. Yeah, they look like an OB tampon, actually, <laughs> is what they remind me of. I like the candy bullet a little bit better. <laughs> um, that I used that throughout the whole entire week, and that was in my pocket, and an obsidian rock that feels really good on my thumb, where my thumbprint is. And I rub that grounding rock and that um, sniff, that open mind, and I just... Uh, That was my tool. So it was a small little bag in my purse, you know, had my three-year coin. It has some other little sobriety things in there. But having it, you know, having a little tiny toolkit with me in my purse was was a really big help this weekend. Nice. Yeah. What's your last thing? Okay, my last one is hugs and laughter. I swear to God, (laughs) I have never hugged so hard and laughed so hard than I... (laughs) this weekend (laughs) Sandra (laughs) all the inside jokes between me and Natalie like I can't stop (laughs) laughing and I'm sorry people we just can't let you in but go have an inside joke with your girlfriend because it lasts it's it's not just in the moment it like lasts right exactly (laughs) you can pull it up whenever you need it yeah yeah um (laughs) huge one for me you know I mean we laugh a lot in my family because I don't know I I, there's a family we're a family of four we're all kind of funny you know we laugh at each other we don't take shit too seriously we just don't it could be argued that we should maybe take things a little more seriously but um uh but this weekend but this but this past weekend I laughed so so hard yeah yeah I was so glad you were in the room like we had to room together I mean it was just like it had to be me and Natalie like it just had to be yeah it was meant to be (laughs) Uh, okay stop gushing about Natalie except for I won't because she's my (laughs) third item (laughs) Natalie Fairbook has been on the pod we talked about her at the top of the show she is my travel wife. That is my third item. She is my travel wife, and I love her. And she she has this quality. She's a planner, right? So she does a lot of event planning at her work. She's an organized person. Um, she gets shit done. And mm-hmm. I like to think that I am, you know, like I'm like Virgo on the outside, but on the inside, not so much sometimes. Um, so I can present as Virgo. But she... Um, 
she just takes care of things in a way that she makes it look so easy. Mm-hmm. And so um, just like doing all the lifts for us, she just took care of all the lifts. And then she's just going to give us a dollar amount. And, like, you're good at the end. Like, you pay me this. And then she'll send you a little text or an email. Like, she makes traveling for me really easy. And um, I took a beta blocker before I got on the plane um, and before my event, too, um, which was one of the things that I did. Um, but she reminded me, like, did you take your pill? Did you do this? She's like, she's mm-hmm. like, a, um, I call her my travel wife. And I, mm-hmm. I told her, I sent her a text yesterday and I said, hey, next time we travel together, I want to do the lifts like, and the Ubers. I want to do that. I want, I want to <laughs> practice. I want to learn from you, Mr. Miyagi, <laughs> because uh, she's teaching me how to do some of these things and how to, she, you know, she's like, did you already check in for the plane? I'm like, I already did. Cause you yelled at me the last time. <laughs> Not yell, but you know, she's like, have you done that yet? Like it's 24 hours before she just helps me travel and helps me um, get over some of this anxiety I've had in airports. So it is feeling easier. It is feeling better. Um, and I was really freaked out about flying. I was trying not to be, but I was. And mm. um, nothing happened. Oh, I should report on that, too, because a lot of people asked me if I was okay flying since I hmm. sheepishly admitted that I hadn't flown since 2004. Oh, right. But um, fine. Totally fine. Everything's fine. Oh. I didn't have any issues. I was... Um, uh, I was concerned, you know, I was concerned about how long it would take to get through TSA and all that since it's been so long since I've done that. Yeah. Um, but it was fine. I, I mean, everything was seamless. Good. So yeah, Good. I just, um, yeah. yeah, travel's a thing. Um, so yeah, so Natalie was a great travel wife. Um, and I know you, you plugged her, um, website, but she created, a she for she recovers created an essential oil blend called she. Mm-hmm. And um, it was inspired by all of the beautiful women in recovery. And so that's on her website, too, I know. She's traveling right now to London. She's getting on a plane um, to go to London for 12 days. So she's quite quite the traveler. Right. Quite so if traveler. you buy an oil from her, she won't be able to ship it until she gets back. Right. But. Exactly. Um, but those are my tools. And those are your tools. And I think, oh, Sandra, I had the best time. And I am so glad that you came. Oh, thank you, my dear. I thank you so much to you and to Natalie for letting me sleep in your room. I know you had to share a bed with me, and I think it was fine, right? I, I wasn't too. I, think, I snore, I think so you I would have my, to tell me. <laughs> no, and I think I put my hand in your face once, but besides oh, that, I I, that, you know, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I tried to stay. Um, I tried to keep my shit all together, and I think I did a good job with that. I think until um, Saturday night when all hell broke loose in our room. <laughs> As we were getting ready for the gala, we were like, "There's shit everywhere." <laughs> There's a little video of that on Patreon too. It was like our room yeah, was a shit yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, because we because we had like 20 minutes to change. And we looked at the clock and went, "Oh my god, we gotta go, we gotta go." thank you for for everything and thank you to the two listeners who um got me there um i cannot thank you enough yeah i thank you a lot but i could thank you again so and we i know this is the very end but we had a listener that also um got a present from another listener and we're gonna have her come on the podcast and tell us about how her she recovers she um 
was sponsored to go. I received a gift from another listener anonymously. Yeah, um, for one of our Unruffled listeners gifted yeah. a ticket to another one of our listeners, Anna, and um, she was... <laughs> The best. Well, we'll save a lot of that for yeah. when she comes on the podcast. But yeah, you, needless to say, your donation went to the right person. <laughs> totally. Yes. And we, yeah, let's save that for when she comes on because, yeah. But she was also my um, Recovery Gals art exchange partner, which by the time this airs, um, we will have kicked that off. on the autumnal equinox. So uh, Anna and I exchanged our gifts in person, which was really awesome. And uh, I will share that. Look for that on um, social media this week um, under the hashtag recovery gals art exchange. And you'll see um, some amazing art being exchanged by women in recovery. Yep. All right. I think that's it. We've talked enough. Right. I hope everybody loves it. (laughs) Right. I'll talk to you next weekend. Okay. Bye. Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by Caitlin Schumacher. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designers Chris Aguirre and Amy Lanier. Thanks for listening.